Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris Hendy joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's, uh, don't Ask Me No Questions by Leonard Skinner. Sending that out to John Morant and Dylan Brooks, who were not ava- made available to the media in Memphis yesterday. Apparently, both will be talking today, whether that's this morning at shoot-around, which either of us is at, or at tonight's game, where I assume we'll both be. Uh, I uh, I don't want to make too big much a big of a deal of it. Do you think they should have been made available yesterday? Yeah, but I don't care that much. I, you know, as long as, as long as you know, at some point they are right. I, I right. It doesn't. I, I don't. I didn't really care that much. Uh, I'm, I I'm not outraged. It's consistent with. Yeah, how they as operate. a personal matter, I would have liked to have known up front that they were not going to be made available. <laughs> that may have impacted my plans. But um, I don't know if the you know it may it may have been a game time decision, so to speak. Uh, so uh, the big news, I think, is this could be the really the dawning of the Vince Williams Jr. era for the Memphis Grizzlies. Is that right? Who knows? They they just announced that you know they're calling him up along with you know them. Call, putting, I don't know if the sending down calling up thing is quite right, but he's going to be on the Grizzlies roster for tonight. Zaire Williams will not. Um, and so I don't know whether that means Vince Williams will be in the rotation. Probably not, but it seems like at least there's a, you know, they may have some plans for him as at least a breaking case of emergency, if nothing else. What do you make of the Zaire plan for the hustle? You know, it's interesting. I, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, I don't think it's some like black mark against him. Obviously, he's struggling. Um, I think to me, the G League should be a tool. And so, you know, to to go down there and and and, and get playing time and get reps and try to get your game back together. I mean, if you're not going to use it for that, what's the point of it? And right. so, I see that as a positive thing, as a tool. I'm interested in it a little bit relative to the trade deadline. Um, I mean, my first thought was, are they going to be more willing to put him in a deal than maybe I thought a few weeks ago? But then as I thought more about it, I wondered if you thought that was going to be the case, would you send him to the G League? And I, it, it seems like that would that, that's a signal that might lessen value. And so I don't really know what to think about that relative to, to the deadline. Uh, beyond the way he moves, is there any reason for optimism about Zaire Williams? Um. I mean, I mean the way he moves. Well, I mean, I don't like, know. Athletically, he's 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 a he's a he's an effect of like in in 
modern basketball terms, whether you call a vertical spacer, which means he can finish above the rim. He can catch lobs, which is no small thing. Like for the Grizzlies, which I'm ran at point guard, like that's a weapon that matters. And he's been very effective in that way. He's added a dimension offensively, especially in, in transition as far as that goes. The, the, the three-point shooting numbers have not been good, um, but the sample's pretty small, and he's pretty young, and the form looks pretty good, and I don't, I'm not ready to dismiss that he, he would be a meaningful spot-up three-point shooter. It's the rest of the game that, to me, is the bigger question. And I just think, you know, I, what you like about him is that he's 6'9", he's got real wing skills and real wing athleticism, and, you know, it's a smart kid, smart guy. And, like, there's a lot of raw stuff there. Like, can you turn that raw stuff into a good player? I mean, I don't think anyone knows. And so, to me, a lot of fans, I'm not saying it's necessarily the same fans. It would be different yeah. pockets of fans. But, yeah. but but there was, I think a lot of people were too high on him early on. And, and a lot of people are too low on him now. And I don't think anybody knows for certain what he's going to be. I think that's fair. And I do think the Grizzlies have a, a well-established track record for actually, whether it's Desmond Bain, who was, you know, an overaged, an older college player who some would have said is a finished product has clearly gotten better every year. Or Santi Aldama, who followed a very different trajectory through the G League and everything else, and he has gotten better. Um, players very clearly can and do get better. Um, this It's the wing skills, I think, is the issue. He very clearly has wing athleticism. Does he have wing skills beyond well, vertical space? Well, what, what, yes. I don't know what wing skills means, though, right? I mean, the, 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 that could be right. different things or different kinds of wings. There right. are wings that are, that are, you know, lead ball handler, shot creators. There are wings that are, that are strictly like catch-and-shoot guy. I mean, you know. Right. Well, the only thing that he does now is the vertical, effectively, is the vertical spacing. So he doesn't shoot well. He doesn't take people off the dribble. He doesn't create. He doesn't guard. He does, I, again, he doesn't mean he won't next year, but right now he doesn't he's, have he's a, had flashes in a lot of this stuff and enough flashes that you can right. see where it could could develop but you know I, I, he's so young and so still physically raw because right. of his, his his how thin he is and so i don't know what he's going to be in three or four years i don't think anyone does right would you be reluctant to put much stock in his development between now and next year i agree no one knows what he's going to be in three years or whatever else but in, if you're going into the off season and you're thinking about where he fits how optimistic would you be willing to be as a grizzlies member of the grizzlies management as you think about what he could be next year my hope would be that he could be in the rotation next season um that would not be my expectation that would be my hope and my and my and on the on the opposite end of that, uh, there's no way I'm, I'm I'm thinking about him being like a starter next season, right? And so when you think about like what I wrote today about Dylan Brooks, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. You know, he's headed towards free agency, assuming he makes it past the trade deadline. And you have four of your five starters under contract next season, and like the other spot is sort of a little bit of a mystery. And I can't really factor Zaire Williams into that mix. Can right. I factor him to the mix of being my ninth and tenth guy? Sure. That's what I would hope for, but I can't factor him into to the mix of, like, you know, who's going to be my fifth starter, who's going to be my sixth man, that kind of thing. But you could very much factor him in much as people did with Santi Aldama this year, right? Like, he's not your first big, second big, third big, but you hope he can be your fourth big. You're optimistic about it. It's not a calamity if he's not willing to do it because you have other bigs. Like, actually, that seems to me to be a reasonable, that kind of thing. Does that, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, to me, he's in the same bucket right now, and maybe this is this is a disappointment, and it is to a degree, because he's, yeah. he's a year more experienced, but he's not 
older or more developed physically. But to me, he's in the same bucket as Roddy and LaRavia. I, you know, I mean, to me, right. they're all I, in the same bucket, basically. All right. Uh, moving on, I want to get to your comment, Dylan, in a second. Uh, Bulls tonight. Grizzlies are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Which is a that's little, a lot. That's, that is a lot, given their recent history. Uh, the Bulls, I would say it has been a disappointing season. Obviously, Lonzo Ball's absence isn't great, um, but they haven't. Um, they've beyond that actually stayed reasonably healthy and have just kind of muddled along. And there's some question as to what they're going to do at the trade deadline. My suspicion is they'll not do much of anything unless I don't know that anyone wants Zach Levine's contract, Zach Levine's contract. But what are your, what are your thoughts on where the bulls are? Um, I, it is a disappointment for them as a franchise. It is not disappointing to me. <laughs> right. Based on you know, after, I don't I don't know what I predicted them I, before the season. I think it was probably this or worse, um, and that was not even factoring in, um, you know, not necessarily knowing that Lonzo Ball was basically basically going to miss the whole season. So I think they they are what they should be. Basically, I'm actually looking it up now. I predict they've been better than I expected. I predicted the Bulls to go 36 and 46. And they're one game out of 500 with their point guard gone all year. Yeah. So I think they've done fine. They have not meet, meet, met their own expectations, but their own expectations were too high. Um, and so I think that's a mediocre team playing mediocre basketball. And and of late, but they have some good players. DeMar DeRozan's, you know, been all NBA. And Zach Levine's been an all-star. And Nikola Vucevic maybe has been an all-star, but certainly a high-level starter. And so they have, they have real talent. And, and they've won three in a row. They've won seven out of their last ten. And so, like, you know, that's a team they can beat you. And uh, if uh, if Sunday we well we didn't get to see really OG on an OB but uh, but he was there uh, tonight Alex Caruso why would they deal Alex Caruso he's well why would they deal anybody because like they're you're not they're not going right, they're anywhere. not going anywhere right? <laughs> do, do they know they're not going anywhere that's the question um, so if they they deal Alex Caruso for the same reason they deal Demar Derozan or Vucevic or any of these right. other guys if if they want to commit to rebuilding which I think they probably should but they may not want to do Caruso's been day to day. So he he did not play the last game or two, I don't think. So I don't know if he'll be playing tonight. Uh, all right, onward to um, Dylan. Uh, you wrote about Dylan. We talked a little bit about him yesterday, um, but let's uh, go through it. Um, the 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 conceit with Dylan has been that his defense makes his offense worthwhile, like it's worth this worth the trade off. And you sort of explored that. Uh, how good has he been defensively this year? I think he's been one of the handful, five or six best. He, he's in the, to be the top tier perimeter defenders in the league. Um, he's he's not as versatile in terms of in terms of being both a great on ball defender and a great help defender the way Ananobi is. But his positional versatility, I think, is as good as anybody in the league in terms of guarding one through four and sometimes even five. When you look at Towns in the playoffs, um, and I think the role he plays is crucial to the way the Grizzlies defend as a team and the way, you know, they sort of orchestrate the matchups. I think, you know, whether he'll make an all-defensive team or not, I don't know, but he should be in that conversation. He's among the top handful of perimeter on-ball defenders in the league, and he's played at that level this season. Uh, offensively, what has the story been offensively this year? He, well, he needed to both shoot less and shoot better. And he is—he has shot less. He has not shot better. So it's like halfway there. You could argue he's still shooting too much relative to his skill set. But I think relative to the team, 
Like, they don't have, like, you know, your bucket getter six-man off the bench or whatever. Um, their starting center doesn't take shots. And so at some point, you know, if, if he is down, he's been he's been a distant third most of the season. And, and of late, he's been more fourth, you know, behind Jaron, which is at best where he should be. So I'm not – I think there's maybe – maybe you could you should try to push him even further down the pecking order than he is now. But this is really the first season where he's settled into a reasonable place in the pecking order. The problem is that he's still been wildly inefficient. And typically, if you take fewer shots, it means you're taking better shots and you're shooting a better percentage, right? There's this inverse relationship, inverse proportion between how much and how well. And that has not been the case for him. He's actually having, in some ways, his worst shooting season of his career. And it's been particularly dire the last four or five weeks. And so that's a problem. I thought one of the really interesting things about your piece, and uh, again, people can read it at the Daily Memphian, was um, you obviously apparently talked to Taylor Jenkins about this, and Taylor admitted, or whatever, admitted, acknowledged that Dylan is pressing. Um, you know, and, and I think it. Yeah, yeah. He, he basically, you know, the, the, if you sort of pull apart some of the run on Senate stuff, and like he's not trying to construct a good quote for you, he's just trying to tell you what he thinks. <laughs> right. Um, that was basically earlier in the season. He was t- he maybe was taking some bad shots and do that the typical Dylan fashion. This is me paraphrasing. This is not Taylor Jenkins' right. words. Mm-hmm. That early in the season, maybe he was taking some ill advised shots in the way that he tends to do. But of late, Taylor Jenkins does not think that's been the case. He's generally been taking good shots, but he's pressing. He's trying, you know, you start slumping, you're trying to break out of your slump, and you're self-conscious about it. And he thinks, you know, lately, you know, in terms of the volume of shots and the shots he's taking, he feels good about it, but that that he's just pressing too much and he's not making good shots instead of taking bad shots. And I think that's probably accurate. I I, I didn't go go back to the film and, like, watch all of his shot attempts from the past month, but just game by game watching it, I don't find myself going, oh, my God, Dylan, I can't believe you took that shot. I found myself going, man, I wish you would make something, you know? Yeah, it got I I don't know what game it was. It was a recent game in the last week. I was in the locker room and and uh I almost felt at bad asking him if he was in his head about it. You know, <laughs> to yeah. that point because he so obviously seems seemingly in his head about it. And he said all the things that you would expect him to say. All I can do is keep working on it, keep taking shots in practice and it'll come. You know, that's and that's that's what he said. Right. Yeah. Well, what are the concerning yeah. things I pointed this out? He was a so this is this is year 6 for him. The first four years combined, and one of those years only played 15 games, but still it's a big sample. So the first four years combined, he was a 35% three-point shooter. In the past two seasons, or I guess one and a half at this point, he's been like a 31. And that's a pretty big difference. That's the difference between bad and decent. Right. And to me, if he would, if he would take the, the, the lower volume shooting he's had this season and just revert back to what used to be his career norm as a three-point shooter, it's, it's not really a problem. Um, the problem is that he's done one thing and hasn't been able to do the other. You wonder if some of the decent shooting is reflective of confidence. And so as he tries to rein in one, the other dips. I mean, I don't know. I can't get into the head of Yeah, no, of Dylan, no, no right? maybe shooting, maybe he's self-conscious about not shooting as much. Right. And that there's a, I mean, we're sort of playing psychoanalyst here, but it's right. entirely possible. Like People it, don't think I should you know, be shooting as much. Should I be shooting this one, whatever else? And yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you start missing shots that you would have made when you knew it was your entitlement and your responsibility to take those shots. The expectation is, though, that come Friday morning, he will be a Memphis Grizzly. That is your expectation, isn't it? More likely than not, certainly. Yes. I don't think it's, I don't, I do not think it's 100%, by the way, but, but, but yes, I think that is, that is easily the likely scenario. If, if it has changed, 
Do you think there's a chance it has changed in the last two months? In other words, do you think that, that the- I do, I do, I do think there's a chance that it's changed. Um, again, I think it's gone from like you know five percent to ten percent or whatever. But but I do think I do think it's changed, and, and I, I suspect. I suspect the only reason it's changed is because the Ananobi stuff is out there, and who knows how if that deal happened, which it probably won't. But if it did, it could it could it could take any number of paths, and Dylan Brooks in it could be one of those paths. I would be surprised if he got moved in, in any deal that was not an OG Ananobi deal. I'll put it that way. Um, okay, you did, by the way, bring up an interesting scenario whereby he could actually. They could actually negotiate an extension for him uh, now. Not now, but after the trade deadline. Explain to me what is – and to the folks. Yeah, this, what's is some, this, this is something nuance. Hollinger brought up. This is something Hollinger brought up and I hadn't thought about. And, and actually, it could – and technically, it could be now. It won't be now. Right. But it could be now. The, the, the clock the, – the, 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 the clock started on this on Sunday, which was – which was the date of his, his, his extension last time. So at a certain period, you know, how many years. Um, and so he, what they could do with him now, A, they could, just, they could have offered him a contract extension at any point during the season. We, we've known about that. We've talked about that, the 461. Well, contract extensions are based on your current salary. You're extending off the current contract. So you're not entering free agency and signing a new contract. You're right. extending the one you already have. And those extensions are predicated on whatever the final year salary of the previous contract is, and you're extending a certain percentage off of that. Your cap, what you can you can do. Well, the Grizzlies are actually under the salary cap. I don't know how many people know that, but they are under the cap, not under the tax, under the cap. And because they are under the cap, they could use the extra cap room they they have lying around to renegotiate Dylan Brooks' salary this season right now. Mm-hmm. And once you do that. Thus, you can then sign an extension off of now the now a new salary. And so, instead of extending off the eleven point four he's on the books for right now, if you bump that up to you know thirteen point five or twelve point eight or whatever it is, now you do an extension off that new number, and that becomes a higher extension. And so, I I don't think that's likely, but I would not rule that out. I think if if we hit Friday and and Dylan Brooks is still on the roster and there hasn't been any deal that's a race, the little bit of cap space they have, I suspect that's something they might talk about. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Uh, finally, there was a lot said, obviously, about the Jaws stuff on all kinds of places yesterday, but I was listening to the Low Post. Brian Windhorst described the Grizzlies as borderline out of control. That just struck me as a little bit hyperbole. Do you think they're borderline? I mean, obviously. Yeah, that, that, that's the game of telephone that sort of happens with stuff, right? And so right. I don't. Like I like Brian, um, but I don't. I just think that's a, that's a typical thing as, as conversations bubble up to these to these national shows. Um, you know, th- things get more extreme the more they're repeated <laughs> right. and, and the more they, the, 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 they move around. Yeah, uh, Chris, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 